What's up, hockey fans, and welcome back to the Good Goal Podcast, episode 35. My name, Matt, you know what? It feels like we've done it way more than 35 times. Every time I read the number, I'm like, what, dude? We've done 150 episodes. Anyways, that's Matt TR. I'm Christian Brady. We're both here in Clemson, South Carolina. It is the thick of the semester, so if we sound tired, it's because we're tired. Yeah, um, midterms week, it's rough. Yeah, Um, but this week is the mid point of the semester, though, so at least we can look forward to summer a little bit. Yeah, and then we got a spring break next weekend, so we get we get a little bit of a break. But yeah, I think I've worn this shirt hat combo for the past eight episodes. So Mm -hmm. I think so, too. But I you know, you clean it. And when it's a nice day, I like to wear it because it's like so thin. It's like great material because it's 63 and sunny here today. Yeah, it's a nice uh, – it's going to be even nicer tomorrow too. I know. We should skip class and go golfing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, I usually have a plug of someone I want to sponsor us. Let's see if I can find something. Coca-Cola. Sponsor us. Sponsor us. Come on. You're right down the road in Atlanta. Think about how Plus easy it would be. You sponsor Clemson, so. Think about how easy it would be to facilitate this relationship. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Coke, get on. You don't even have to pay us. Just tell us to start saying your name at the beginning of every episode, and we will do it. Because <laughs> we do it with other companies for no reason. <laughs> okay. Let's get started, because we have some trade rumors to talk about. The trade deadline is April 12th, Matt. Um which is weird to think about, but it's definitely coming up. That's six weeks away. So the rumors are going to start, and we'll start with the Leafs because they are rumored to be after center Mikhail Granlin from Nashville and also defenseman Alex Goligoski from Arizona. Those are two teams who are sort of in the hunt right now, but if they fall out, they could easily be looking to sell, and the Leafs are definitely in it to win it this year. So it's not surprising that they're looking for depth. Granlin is like a third-line center, and Golagoski, I think, is a top-four defenseman. I, I, I think he's pretty good. Um, but what do you think about this? you have any thoughts? Uh, Granlin, I hate Granlin. Um, but – and that, that's – it's out of respect. You know, you, you hate yes. you hate him because you hate playing against him. Same way you uh, hate Crosby. Such a, such a grinder. Um, if, if the Leafs get him, and I don't really know, like, how – valid these rumors are but uh yeah, who knows i mean you're he's gonna go into the fourth line probably and it'll be the best fourth line in hockey yeah bold take but i don't see how it isn't they don't have a ton of depth but again it's like i said about the bruins last year you can't punish a team because their first line is so ridiculously good that they score way more than the rest of their team i mean marner and matthews are taking on the scoring brunt that could sustain an entire team and it has been doing so so how do you punish them for that you know i mean the highest paid player in the league is on the second line on that team so anyway all right he's been struggling too by the way we're tired yeah okay the sabers probably in a sell position i'm gonna put probably and change that to definitely because god are they awful matt um so Taylor Hall and Jack Eichel are do- both probably on the block. Taylor Hall, definitely they'd be willing to part ways with him because there's no chance he's coming back. 
after he said he's going to a contender and then chose to go to Buffalo. I don't know. I don't know the deal with that. Um, obviously, he chose wrong if that's actually what he was trying to do. Um, but we also have to talk about Jack Eichel, who is on the books for a $10 million cap hit uh, for the next seven seasons or six seasons. Um, but you got to think there's a lot of teams who would have to be in on him because he's such a good player. Uh, he's so valuable. You, you can't say that $10 million is a steal, but he's definitely top tier talent. So teams are not, Buffalo is not going to have to eat any of that salary to send him away. Teams are going to. So there's, there's a tidbit in that because you said $10 million isn't necessarily a steal. In 2026, it will be a steal. Mm-hmm. So that is a great price to be locked into for the next seven seasons. Um, and my thoughts on Taylor Hall is, I mean, we're, t- we're 20, almost 25 games into this 56-game season. The experiment didn't work, okay? Mm-hmm. I, it's not going to magically – you know, work next week and then they're going to make the playoffs and do a deep playoff run. It's just not working. Get something for Taylor Hall before Seattle poaches him from the free agency market. Yeah. And Uh, to go even beyond that, Matt, get something for him while there's still a good bulk of the season left, you know, because teams are going to be willing to pay for him more now if they think they're going to help them, that he's going to help the team get into the playoffs on top of helping them in the playoffs. You know what I mean? But it's an $8 million cap hit. You really don't see $8 million guys getting traded at free agency. So um, that might be a percentage trade of where Mm. they take a percentage of his cap. Otherwise, I mean, like I said, there's not many teams that are just playing the season with $30 million in the bag. Right. Yeah. Where's Jack Eichel? Please, please, Buffalo, get rid of him so we can see him succeed. Yeah, it's so sad. And I know we touched on this last week, but it, the rumors are for sure ramping up now. Um, God, I, I really, really want to see him out of Buffalo because they're running yeah. into the ground. And they made it – I saw this on Twitter. I forget who it was, but he said – Back when they drafted Eichel, they were like, okay, we stunk for three years in a row, but now we drafted the next great thing. We're over the hump. We're going to start winning. It's kind of like the Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen, where they draft Josh Allen. uh, They think he's this incredible talent, and he's going to fix the team. And Jack Eichel has played well in his first five seasons or whatever he's been in the league, but obviously it's not enough to turn around a team. And it's just kind of like they're in limbo. Um, where they thought that they were going to stink and then get Jack Eichel and then be good, but they just continued to stick with Jack Eichel, and now they're just paying him a ridiculous amount of money for nothing. And it's not because he's not contributing, but it's because he's contributing to nothing. The rest of the team is so bad, it doesn't matter. So the Bills is a horrible analogy, and here's why. Okay. They get Josh out, right? And it's almost as if – that's essentially what the Sabres did. And we have this guy who's a great talent, but the Bills said, you know what? He's not going to succeed. If we don't go get Stefan Diggs, he's not going to succeed. If we don't have Tredavious white and Tremaine Edmonds on the defensive side of the ball. So the bills is what the Sabres should have done four years ago. We had this guy who's a generational talent 
he's going to take us to the playoffs. Let's not get a team to build around. That's they essentially Jeff, what they do. They got Jeff Skinner, Matt. What else Jeff Skinner's want? a bum, okay? <laughs> Taylor Hall is four years too late joining that team if they were going to – if that was going to work. Um, so that's my point is that – Yeah, the okay, Bills, so they – right. But the idea was there. They just didn't do it right, obviously. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. The Bills yeah, did do yeah. it right. So that's a that's a bad analogy. Okay, but fine, yes. Um, well, the, you I could, made you the analogy make, to, to point out the differences. Yeah, you could make the analogy of this is what Buffalo, the yes. Sabres should have done to the right. team that's in the same town um, because the Bills are going to win a Super Bowl in the next five years. But this is a hockey mm-hmm. podcast. So. And Buffalo – Sabres, Sabres are, are borderline Ottawa in five years if they don't figure something out. They're Ottawa now. They're Ottawa now. Speaking of Ottawa, um, uh, Derek Stefan nice. out for the season uh, with shoulder injury. It's almost as if in that small town of Ottawa, that's a joke. It's the capital of the freaking country, um, that they can't get anything right, but you know, it's the capital of the country that invented the sport. So I also watched highlights of their, because, you know, when you're bored, you, you go down this YouTube rabbit hole um, of their 2017 playoff run. And they were one goal away from the Stanley cup final game seven overtime against the penguins. I mean, where is that team? Where's that F that it's, it's horrible. That team was so good. It left with uh, Carlson and Mark Stone. And just it just does. And it does, yeah, yeah, you can name them. I mean, you can I'm, name that's what kickstarted it. It's so good that year. It's over. It's over. Anyway, so he's out. Their season was tanked anyway. Uh, that's a guy you don't want out uh, if you were anywhere close to the playoffs because he's a veteran, but they're not. So they're, I mean, they might lose if they played in the AHL playoffs this year. Okay, um, but hear me out. We've every single episode. There are three certainties in life: death, taxes, and us talking about how bad Ottawa is, and us talking about McDavid or McKinnon. But Ottawa is, I think, building a successful franchise. They have so many young players who are performing right now, who are performing right now, and we got to talk about this kid, Drake Batherson. Batherson. Um, he scored two goals on Monday, which extended his goal streak as a 22-year-old to six games. He has seven goals in the last six games. That matches the franchise record held by Jason Spezza. Ever heard of him? Um, I have heard of Jason, who was on that 17 team. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but you got to think they have Thomas Chabot. They have Tim Stutzel, one of the Kachuk brothers, uh, Brady. Brady Kachuk. Matthews, Matthews on, on Calgary. On Calgary. Uh, well, they had John Gabriel Pajot, who scored a hat trick in the West or the Eastern Conference Finals, yeah, but he's no, in he's New York. Well, he stinks now too, though. So maybe they made a good decision there. You know, he doesn't fit with the Isles style. No, he play, doesn't. But he doesn't. Anyway, what? I, and they just got Matt Murray, who I mean, you could say what you want about him, but we can at least say that uh, Pittsburgh probably made the incorrect decision by sending him away instead of. What's Tristan Jari. Jari. So that should tell you a little bit about Murray, that he is actually, um, you know, an NHL goaltender, at least, and he is still young. Um, it doesn't so, really hey, say watch that out for they, have, they have the second worst goal difference on the league. So, 
I mean, they gave up 95 goals in 25 games. Well, also, if you look down the uh, goals scored and goals against in the North Division, it's actually, and I noticed this last week, it's significantly higher than the rest of the league. So that that lead that division has a lot of goals being scored. Um, but there's a clear divide in that division too, which also makes that super important. Um, Calgary, Vancouver, and Ottawa are terrible. And Winnipeg, Edmonton, Toronto, and Montreal are all pretty good. Toronto's very good. Um, Vancouver it's definitely, fan, you know. I know this is about Derek Stefan and being injured. Um, so two things. One, good for him. He gets to rest, you know, watch this dumpster fire get gasoline poured on it. And two, to stay in Canada and talking about the second worst team in the North Division, um, Vancouver is so bad. And Vancouver yeah. fans on Twitter, I mean, Hopi was trending last night. He's one five and one in his last seven starts uh, with like a eight, two goal or save percentage. Um, we'll take him back by the way at um, pennies on the dollar. I really uh, thought they were going to be good too. They have so much talent and they, they made anyway. that run last year. God, they're bad though. Huh? Mm-hmm. Nine, 15 and two, they have 20 points in 26 games. Uh, that's the most in the league. 26 games as yeah well they had a they had a calder trophy finalist last year uh and quinn hughes and speaking of former speaking of former calder trophy finalist Sidney crosby uh yeah that's such a stretch but that was my connection uh he's out and in covid protocol uh christian wrote in the script good because he isn't good at hockey uh, I'm just kidding. I wrote that, but he missed 28 games last season because of that like ab core muscle in- or surgery. They yeah, said. Th- like, yeah, I think he had a hernia or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Pittsburgh went 18 6 and 4 without, according to he's NHL obviously not a, he's unimportant to the franchise. So, I mean, it's kind of like when uh, it was in basketball. I think like when Steph Curry was out and KD was there, they went like 18 and two or mm-hmm. something crazy mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Stuff like this does happen all the time. And this is a small sample size, but I saw this today. Matthews returns tonight after missing a game. I think just for maintenance stuff, he might have some knee pain or something. Um, but Toronto's three and zero without him this year, but also you could pick any three game stretch across the season and they're probably three and zero in it. Um, so that's just a coincidence, but. You're right. That kind of stuff does happen all the time. Matt, what do you think the odds are that Ron Hextall took over, got COVID, and started coughing on Crosby's face because he knows that the team is better without him? Uh, none, but he's a <laughs> Philadelphia Hall of Famer. So the idea that he got yeah, COVID and gave true. it to Crosby uh, to, sabotage to sabotage Pittsburgh mm-hmm. uh, is way more likely, and that's probably what happened. Yeah. So good for Ron Hextall, keeping the uh, Pennsylvania rivalry alive. Okay, Zach Parise, healthy scratched for the first time since he arrived in Minnesota nine years ago from New Jersey? Yes. Yes. Big-time USA player. He was my favorite player growing up. Um, That's why I always wore number 11. Fun fact. I don't know why. I think he's the only NHL player that I actually knew. Number nine. He was nine in USA hockey, and I think at – I think he was 11 and uh, – That's right. That's I knew nine was tied to him, but yes. 
He was definitely 11 in New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. No, that's okay. Um, I think he was the only USA player that I actually knew other than like Sean Thornton and he couldn't be my favorite player because he's stuck. Um, although he is still a legend because he's just a ragdoll people. God, he was so fun to watch. Um, Zach Barise has a seven and a half million dollar cap hit this year. That is not ideal for a guy who's not in the lineup. Uh, the reason he got scratched, Matt, and I just read a story about this. He was on the ice when Vegas tied the game, but he was on the ice for like, this was what Monday, whenever it was, they tied the game five, five late in the game um, with an empty net. And Parise was on the ice for like a minute and a half, which is way, way too long. And he said the reason he was out there so long was because he was trying to get his liney a hat trick in the empty yeah. net. Mm-hmm. And he told the media that after the game. And I mean, non-surprisingly, they did not take kindly to that. They being Minnesota. Um, and I don't blame them for that because that's, I like that he's being honest in the media, but that's a tough look to be like, um, I, I cost us the game. Boost, I was trying to stab boost my friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, everyone's kind of thinking this though. Like if a young guy in your team has two goals, and there's an empty net, you you're looking for him. Right. Yeah. That's stuff you don't say out loud, though. That's like a written rule in your head, especially especially as an excuse for why you cost your team. Yeah. Game, kind of. So uh, I think on record, the coach said that shift was the reason he got, you know, he scratched um, that. And he has nine points this season. Uh, three goals, six assists. That is not numbers you want to see from a seven and a half million dollar player. Also, like one of the greatest USA hockey players ever. Uh, when you look at his career overall, so anyway, yeah. So tough yeah, look tough. for Zach Parise, um, another guy who could be on the trading block. Hopefully, Although, it's a wake up call. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That'd be good if he could ever resurgent, but it's, it seems like he's on the uh, the back end of his career, the back nine. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about. NHL broadcast rights because the NBC sports or NBC contract is up at the end of the year. They're also dismantling NBC sports, I think at the end of the hockey season, but maybe just at the end of the calendar year, either way that opens a door for the following networks who are in on NHL rights for next year, Fox ESPN slash ABC and CBS Viacom who just opened or started their Paramount uh, streaming Fox. service. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fox, I don't know anything about their streaming services because I know that Hulu and Disney Plus are also owned by the same people who own Fox. Um, obviously, ESPN, <laughs> obviously, ESPN has um, Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, NBC has Peacock. So the main point of the article I read about this was we're going to see hockey in ways that we haven't seen before next season because there's every single network has a streaming service associated with it and that's just going to be the way we watch hockey i'm hoping and praying that i don't have to pay to watch games um but it seems like that's sort of the way that things are going espn is said to be the front runner and the nhl wants to explore a non-exclusive deal like the nfl has you know how they negotiate on the super bowl every year um i think the nhl wants to open up like yearly negotiation on stanley cup games or also just like having 
what baseball does where a lot of games are on Fox in the playoffs, but also ESPN has their Sunday night baseball type of thing. So if they could distribute in, in that way, I think it would be fun for everyone as well. Uh, either way, this is, uh, it's cool for, I mean, I want to see the game presented in a different way. I think that makes it more interesting. Uh, the idea that NHL is going to be on ESPN, I don't like because ESPN has been so awful in hockey coverage the past hundred years. Um, but with that being said, being front page news on ESPN means you're reaching more people than any other sports like network. Um, so while NBC has done a phenomenal job and I love hockey being on NBC, I think if you do primetime games on ABC and other games on ESPN and ESPN plus, um, I think it's going to grow the sport. I mean, yeah. what we saw with the UFC going from Fox to ESPN and how it's blown up. Um, and it's obviously different, but yeah, I, I like the idea of non-exclusive deals. You got uh, the NFL. The reason they do so well is because they got one o'clock games on Fox, four o'clock games on CBS, Sunday night football yeah. on NBC, Monday night on ESPN. Everybody gets to watch everything. Right. Um so, but I think if I had to choose for the NHL exclusive, I would choose ESPN because one, Disney's checks do not bounce. And two, ESPN streaming services with ESPN Plus, ABC Beyond Cable, ESPN being primetime, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN Deportes, ESPN The Ocho. Yep. All of the above. Um, you could have eight games on at once just through ESPN. So, but I, I think all of this is being said that the future's bright for the NHL. Um, yeah. And I'm excited for the future. And Matt, we talked about this in class. Um, it's a rather obvious point, but I think it, it's, it's worth saying here. ESPN is not going to push hockey unless they have a reason to. So as of right now, they have absolutely no reason for hockey to succeed. Um, other than ESPN plus they show like one game a week, maybe one game at night, either way, it's not a huge revenue bringer for them. So they have really no reason to put ESPN as the top. I mean, to put hockey as the top headline on sports center at 9am, whenever their most watched sports center is because they don't show is they don't ESPN doesn't show any hockey. So like you said, they have the capacity to push a sport like no other network does. So. I think hockey grows the most if ESPN is the main. That's that's what I'm saying. If they have to go exclusive, I want it to be ESPN. Plus, they're going to be looking for people that know hockey to talk hmm. on their networks. Hmm. And uh, I might know a few people. Yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe someone who lives uh, an hour and a half from Bristol, Connecticut. What is you it? You froze for a second. Drop. Say that again. Restart that. I said the only hockey show on ESPN is that show on ESPN Plus. It's like Drop the Puck or something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't think of the name, but yeah, it's like one show on ESPN Plus, like once a week, maybe. So, same yeah, amount of people that, probably that would watch be, that as watch our show. Yeah. So, that would be cool. Yeah. Okay. Game of the week, Matt. I'll let you get into this. And you spelled Tuka wrong in a math. Go ahead. 
Who cares? Who um, used 2K is not. Literally, mine, it says the same thing. It gets the point across. <laughs> um, and this is coming from a person that has had their name spelled wrong their entire life, whereas <laughs> yours true. is really easy to spell. Mm-hmm. That's true. People um, still get it wrong. You'd be, be surprised. But, yeah, you're right. Capitals, 12-5 and 4, first in the division. Um, at the Bruins, who are 12-5 and 2, third in the division, but they have two games in hand. So if they win both, obviously they're first. Um, tonight, we were going to do a live stream for it, but I got other obligations, unfortunately, uh, which not unfortunately. I love being a part of Transfer Council. I love helping transfers. It's like one of one of the passions of mine is being a transfer student helping other transfers and then they also play friday at seven we'll try to figure that out but uh shout was out that supposed our, to, did that get flexed matt i think that was supposed to be one one o'clock on friday that's what i thought but it's possible that that is yeah no it's if it seven. is one we can do it it's not stream. it's not it's at seven um yeah, Friday, March 5th at 7. And then they play again April 8th, so we'll definitely do a live stream then. But, uh, yeah, shout out Marissa, who is our GM for Tiger Vision. She's having her birthday party on Friday, so that's where oh. I'll be Friday night. Nice. Um, so, yeah, anyway, uh, VTech, Vanacek, and we assume Tuca will get the start tonight. Uh, I think he is in, yeah. So, it uh, VTech leads the freaking league and starts because he starts every game, no matter how many times we play a week. Uh, tonight will be his 18th start in 22 games, 22 games, which is a joke. I mean, he's mm-hmm. playing well, 21 games, 21 games, even more, even better. I mean, 18 of 21 games and he wasn't even on the roster to start the season. Maybe he was, but he was not supposed to be yeah. the starter to start the season. So anyway, three games um, to start playing every single day. We're going to be texting back and forth. We're going to be talking a lot of crap. Uh, you know, as soon as I get home, I'm going to throw it on. But yeah, we it's always fun when our teams play. Definitely. Yep. We have fun with it and we'll for sure talk about it next time. Um, yeah. Again, I love the uh, back-to-back games being on the, our game of the week. It gives it a little more perspective. Um, due to the recent, um, success and by recent, I mean the past five years, uh, the caps have had against the Bruins. I think we're 19 of 21 now, um, cap sweep. Okay. Bruins sweep. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. This is Charles. I wish that Chara could have returned to Boston for the first time when his fans were, when fans were there. Um, the ovation would have been deafening tonight. Um, so I wrote in the script, it's Char's first time back in Boston since the team told him he was useless to them. Essentially, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, Char, which I didn't know this about him, Matt, he's, his family still lives in Boston, and he's planning on returning there after the season. He is in Washington himself, so he got to see his family for the first time since the season started today or yesterday, because y'all had a day off there. Uh, that must be crazy difficult for him. Uh, so that, at, at least he gets something out of this trip, because he's not going to get any wins. 
that's that's weird because Cam Newton did that too when uh-huh. he was starting for y'all. He just like got an apartment in Boston and didn't right. move his family because he knows a one year deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you. It stinks any anytime, like especially obviously during this season that someone got traded and we saw that a lot in the off season and they go back to somewhere that they've called home for several years or made a big name there. And there's no fans to welcome them back because teams always do the video and it's like tearful and the players are crying and it's just such a a cool moment. Um, I think they'll probably do a video still, but they'll have to save the huge ovation until I mean, hopefully he gets back in time. His, his career could easily be over after this year. Yeah. But so we'll at least have some fans for April 10th when he comes back. Boston's at 12% capacity starting in three weeks. So that'll be good to get fans back in the garden. And I know every other – there's already fans back in MSG. I know most other stadiums or arenas are starting to hatch their plans for – I think every team has a plan, yeah. Except for the Capitals, which is, yeah, because DC, since it's not a state, it's just like total totalitarian, right. yeah, or not yeah, yeah. lightning restrictions. <laughs> okay. It's regardless uh, of where you stand politically. I'm just that's a fact. That, like, no, 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 no. I was I I didn't think that out. That's exactly no, right. no, no, no. I'm just That's, I'm making yeah. the point of like okay. they're not a state, so it's essentially like the mayor's call. Right. So nothing's so. gonna get done. Okay. Let's get into the power rankings in honor of ESPN. Maybe 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 BBB getting the rights. It's been a long day, guys. Um <laughs> ESPN maybe getting the rights to NHL broadcast. We're going to Emily Kaplan, ESPN resident hockey writer for this week's power rankings. Which starts with the Toronto Maple Leafs as it should. Um, their previous ranking was one. This week they play Edmonton, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. They are the best team in the league. I still no. think Boston beats them in the playoffs because we own them. But I don't think – actually, I, I can't even say that. But Toronto is our little brother, and I know it's annoying for me to bring, out, to bring that up when we're talking about how good they are, but it's just kind of like what an older brother does. It's like, you can't let them get all the credit. Um, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm the youngest, so I get all the credit. anyway. Uh, (laughs) um, no comment from me. Tampa or Toronto is the best team in the league. Um, and right now they beat anyone in the seven game series, regardless of big brother, little brother. Uh, that's just the way. So Tampa Bay Lightning, number two. And they stay at number two. They were last week. Play Chicago three times in a row. Must be a makeup game. And then Detroit on March 9th. The description says Vasilevsky as a perennial Vezina finalist is starting to become a trend. Yeah, uh, he's the best. He's the best goal in the league. I don't think you can say otherwise. Last year, Hellebuck won, but I think nobody would disagree that Vasilevsky was probably the best goalie. Hellebuck just had the best season. If they did the awards after the season, like a normal season, uh, he would have won. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I they're now in the lead in that central division. Uh, they had, I think they had 
COVID trouble or they had a late start, so they're catching up on games. Well, the Central had a lot of COVID trouble, so even yeah. if they didn't, they definitely couldn't play Dallas, Chicago, and Carolina, who are who all dealt with that kind of stuff. So, so they actually have two games in hand on Carolina, who they're tied with in points. So they're fifteen four and one, and the Panthers have slipped a little bit. Um, but Tampa's won five in a row. So if you're asking me who the hottest team in the league is, it's Tampa. And as we both said all year, they will run away with that division. I have no doubt about it. Yes. Why don't you give us number three? Number three, the Vegas Golden Knights. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were ranked five last week, according to our girl, Emily. Um, Yeah, I I like them at three. Uh, Let's let's shoot on over to the West standings. Number one in the West. So – She's three for three on division leaders, which I freaking love. Um, yeah, I agree. And it's the idea of it doesn't matter what they did last week. And we, we went and we ranted for 30 minutes about it, but it's so true. Um, they've won three in a row. They're seven and three in their last 10. And they're winning. They have four games in hand over the Blues, and they're still leading by a point. So they're just, when you look at the standings for face value, they're the best team by far. And division. they're wearing the chrome helmets a lot, which makes them 10 times better. And <laughs> a debatable point. It's not even debatable. So not even try. Um, plus they're facing the wild uh, tonight. And then San Jose, who's not good uh, at the end of the week. And then the wild again. So that's four wins for them. Uh, yeah. Count it. Uh, go to Vegas. Put a lot of money on it because we're talking about Vegas. Well, the wild are actually good. Uh, somehow, despite their um, – they have games in hand on St. Louis. And they got one game in hand. No, they don't. Uh, Vegas yeah, – I mean, has, they're 7-2-1 and one in their last right. uh, 10, which is crazy. But they're not going to beat Vegas. Yep. So – We'll anyway. see. We'll see. Maybe uh, it'll be – wait. Is he scratched tonight? Is Parisa scratched tonight for the Vegas game? Yep. Okay. So, I was going to say maybe over resurgence, score nine goals, but – that won't happen until next time. So pencil it in or no, Sharpie it in. Breeze a nine goals next time he plays. <laughs> All right, go for number, number four, four is the Bruins. They fall from three. They should have fallen because they've lost four of their last six games. They lost two before going to Tahoe. And they just split with New York over the weekend. The Rangers. A lot of attention here to Charlie McAvoy gives Emily Kaplan. How do you like that English sentence, huh? Uh, Which I love because obviously I love Charlie McAvoy. She says that the fact is he's averaging a career high 0.79 points per game this season portends well for potential hardware. NHL.com released a sort of like exactly what we did. They must be watching the show, Matt. They they gave their picks from each division for through Calder, Norris, Vezina, and Hart. And Charlie McAvoy was the Norris contender for the East, the Mass Mutual East Division. So I think he's playing great. I watch him every night, obviously. So I'm going to think that. But I love watching Charlie McAvoy. Um, not not agreeing with this one, there, pal. Um, to lose seven to two, and then six to two, back to back nights, one to New Jersey, right? Or no, yeah, both to New York, one to the Islanders, one to the Rangers. Yes. Um, 
how are you at four? Uh, and, I, and I'm going to throw in an idea that the Islanders are 7-2-1 in the last 10 on a two-game win streak, and they're now second in the division. I would put the Islanders in the top five uh, if we're just talking about this past week. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the Bruins uh, are a good team. They should be in the top 10. I don't know if they should be at four. Maybe not. It'd be, again, it's like, how do you balance it? If you drop them from three to nine after one bad week, that seems like a ridiculous overreaction. But also I hear your point that there are teams beating them right now, like the Islanders who are three and zero against Boston this year who just seem like the better team every time they play them. So, and spoiler, they're not on this top 10 list. So, right. Which is ridiculous, especially considering this came out five hours ago. Uh, they probably deserve to be. But, yeah, I don't think you can drop them six spots just because they had the bad week. But also, if you're judging just by this past week, they're not even close to the top 10. Yeah, so which is what them? I like to do. I like to judge by right. week. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five. The Florida Panthers. Last week, Emily had them at seven. I'm trying to remember where they were last week. I think they were similar top. to that. I, th- okay. I think it was probably seven because they were uh, underrated last week too. And we wanted them to be up there, but they've actually fallen. They've lost two in a row, uh, five, three, and two in their last ten. Um, yeah, I mean, the way they were playing two weeks ago, we thought they were going to win the division. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I like them at five, and hopefully they can keep it going. Let's see. Let's look at the division. Yeah, so the Central, as we talked about last week and the week before, has four good teams, four bad teams. We kind of already know who's going to uh, make the playoffs right. in that division. So, uh, that I mean, as long as they play uh, par hockey, they're going to make mm-hmm. the playoffs. Uh, this is a division that we thought would have way less parity than it has because Florida and Chicago are definitely surprises with the starts that they've had, especially Chicago without Taves, even though that broke like a couple days only before the season started. But Carolina also a little bit of a surprise. And I think everyone, <laughs> everyone expected the bottom four teams, Columbus, Nashville, Detroit. Well, Dallas is down there because they haven't played any games, but they're not playing well. Um, Yes, yeah, we expected in Dallas and Tampa games. Bay. Yeah, go ahead. Sixteen points in seventeen games is not good. They're one six and three in their last ten. Right, they're um, six seven and four. Yeah. If you asked where the Stanley Cup finalist was going to be, you would have guessed Tampa winning the division. You would have guessed Dallas probably right behind them. Not Tampa at the top, Dallas at the bottom. Uh, no, right. I don't think anyone guessed that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's one of those divisions that we didn't expect to be very good, but end up ended up being pretty good. And then there are also score like the Scotia North division who really only has one good team. If we're being completely honest, as of right now, they have one team that looks like they can make a legitimate run in the playoffs. They have one great team and two good teams. And then everyone mm-hmm. else is bad. Right. And well, Montreal is sort of in limbo right teams. now. Yeah. Yeah, so I think the I Flames, mean, the Canucks, and the Senators are not that good, and then the Canadians, Oilers, Jets are good teams. And um, we're really, we're really not going to know how good any team is until they start, till the divisions start playing each other. There's just no way to tell. 
because yeah. a, a great team can look make a good team look terrible. And that's, I mean, that's what, I hate that's what talking, great teams do. So. I hate talking bad about us, but we looked like the best team in the country against the ACC and then Ohio State embarrassed us. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same type of thing. And it was the same sort of configuration for the season. So we're going to see things like that come up. We're going to see sweeps in the first round this year. There's no – or, I mean, in the <clears throat> first time that they collide in the – what is it, the conference finals? Yes, right? We're going to see sweeps in, in those two conference final series. There's no doubt in my mind. I'm thinking, I'm thinking cross. Yeah, but it so is. teams play within division for the first two rounds. And then they, in the conference finals, they play each other. That's insane. Well, I guess that makes sense. You just get one division winner. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. Instead it's a cool of idea, people. but then we're going to see some crazy mismatches in, in the conference. Yeah. Finals. Like the best series in the, entire playoffs is going to be in the second round Mm -hmm. probably you're right okay number six philadelphia flyers who actually moved up this week from eight to six the vintage ghost bear is back shane goss's bear i like that um he's a fun player to watch he was part of that union team that won um what was it 2014 probably they won the national championships but really he was the first guy who jumped up into the National Hockey League from college playoffs and made an impact right away. And since then, that continues to happen. Um, what are some other examples of that? Kale McCarr did it. Kale McCarr was did huge. Yeah. Kale McCarr is probably the biggest one. But guys who jump into the NHL right after. But Shane Goss is very still young, offensive defenseman, super fun to watch. Um, Philadelphia, they're good, Matt. Um, they are good, they, but they're they just not. we just continue to say they're overrated because it's probably true. Yeah. Um the, I mean their goal differential is about even. Um they're five, three, and two, so essentially five and five in their last ten. I don't I don't know if they're at six to me. Um I don't watch them enough. I know when we play them, when Boston plays them, they're terrible. I mean that outdoor game. So. It was two weeks ago, so we can excuse that from the list. But that was embarrassing for the mm-hmm. Flyers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, Emily's doing – she's doing a, an okay job, though. Last week was horrible. I like, I like Emily. Emily, I like you. Shout out, Emily. Yeah. Next right, team, Minnesota seven. from yeah. 17, Matt. Minnesota Wild up to seven from 17. And it's because – read that number again, Matt. What's their last 10? I can't remember. Yeah, their last 10 is 7-2-1. And, yeah, and in and their they, last six uh, games, they've outscored opponents 27-10. to 10 in And they lost games. their last game, obviously, yeah. to Vegas. Um, so they were eight – they won eight out of not seven out of eight before this. So, yeah. They're, yeah so uh, they deserve a lot of credit. I don't know if Yeah, but they're not going to be correct, Vegas. But, yeah. Okay. <laughs> You'll eat your words if they do, because you said that like eight times. Yeah, well, they're not going to be Vegas. So. <laughs> um, number eight is our, I guess, like hometown team here in Clemson, uh, the Carolina yeah. Hurricanes. Even though they're six hours away. Um. Well, I, I think well they're closer than Nashville. Nashville yeah, will be the second. I was going to. I was just going to say it might be similar. Nashville's probably what eight hours away. I think when I looked, it was like Nashville five, 
Uh, Raleigh's like three and a half. That's all for Raleigh? I would have thought. Yeah. I would have thought way more. Anyway. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're tired and out. Who cares, too? Um, Who cares? Four, so they were four last week, which I agreed with because they were second in the in the division. And they're still second in the division. Six, three, and one in their last ten. Carolina's a good team. And, I, yeah. you know, I like that team. Um, and I like Rob Brindamore, but anytime they like play the caps, they think we have like a rivalry and it's weird. I don't know. They're not really a rival. I mean, they beat us in game seven. Yeah, a lot ago, of teams like, try to force stuff like that. Yeah. Like on like, it was like national nice day. They said something nice about every team except the caps. It was like, what? Yeah. Why is that? the? I don't know. Our rivals Pittsburgh. I mean, like I guess geographically, that's the closest team in the Atlantic, right? What I mean, I guess. I mean, Pittsburgh's probably closer to us, like DC one or Philly, might right? Be but I mean, I mean, Carolina's closest team, yeah. yeah probably, yeah. yeah. So I guess that makes sense. It's still weird though. Anyway, uh, number nine is a team that. Not saying that they should be rated higher, but based on the team's expectations, they should be playing better than they are. Colorado Avalanche. Thanks to some blue liner injuries, Samuel Samuel Gerard, Gerard and Devontae's both played 25 minutes against the Wild last week. Uh, you never want to see a guy do that. Well, yeah, so Devontae's was a huge acquisition acquisition right. from, wow. the Islanders, yeah. um, from the Islanders, who played really well last year in the, in the bubble. Um, yeah, I mean, this team, it seems like they're so good, but they are always dealing with injuries. I, I mean, a, a healthy Colorado team in the bubble last year makes the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they took Dallas to Game 7. Uh, game 7 overtime, right? Um, with, like, four out of their top six forwards out. That's an exaggeration. But they had a lot of injuries. Um so, when this team's healthy, to me, they're top three team in the league. Uh, so, it's fine that they're at nine because, you know, let's see. Where are they at? Where are they at? Where are they at? Yeah, they're five, four, and one. Eh, I don't know if they're at nine this week. Yeah, I don't know. They, they could have easily dropped out. Um, but they, again, they, did they, were at six, they were at six before, which they probably deserved last week. So to drop them more than four slots after one bad week is a crazy thing. Yeah, but the wild jump from 17 to, what, six? That's true. That's true. um, Where are the Blues? The Blues are second in that division. They're nowhere to be found. (laughs) I know. They played a lot of games, so that that could be part of it. But, okay, here's to the reason why I'll let you read it, why we've read so many of these. We'll do the top five normally. But number 10, Matt. Number 10 is the Washington Capitals. Uh, according to Emily, they were 11 last week. Um, yeah. what I mean, we're first in the division, but we played the second most games. So, um, VTech's playing well. We've won three in a row. Uh, we always play well against Boston. Yeah. I think m- – Mainly, the reason we played well against Boston was Holpe. I think we're going to start seeing 
you know, a change in this Boston Washington mini rivalry we got going because Hopi's numbers against Boston are like the best in his career. Right. And Tuka's when they started were awful. And then last year, I think what it was like three and one catch. We took one game. Yeah. And you won over Christmas it was like break. seven, won like seven to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I hope you're right. It's starting to turn around. The, these teams for basically my entire life have been dead even. So I don't know. It's just a weird, not a, not a coincidence because as it starts to pile up, then it's just like an intimidation thing. Why the Cavs continue to win, but theoretically it would be dead even. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm not upset with that. We've won three in a row, but I, I think for this list as a whole, I think I would like to see the Islanders be thrown in there because they're seven to one in their last 10. Um, and who else? The Jets are seven and three in their last 10. And the blue, I mean, the blues are consistently good. Like they're, yeah. they played a lot of games, but you know, so has Anaheim and they're right. dead last in their league or their division. Mm-hmm. So you just, if you win the games you're playing, you know, so yeah. um, there's never going to be a perfect list though. Mm-hmm. I think she we did well. Do a list in every, yeah. She did way better than the last one. No shots thrown or anything, but. <laughs> all right. That's all we got for today. We'll be back at you next week following a two game series between the Caps and the Bruins. So we'll be recapping that. Uh, go bees. Go Caps. Sweet. Peace. See ya.